Well, hello. Welcome to the Leesburg Talk Podcast. Sitting around the table today, we have David. Hey. Sammy. I'm here. James. I'm here, too. Matthew. Me, too. I'm here. <laughs> and myself. How's everybody doing today? It's Monday. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And we're alive. And Monday. It's great, and it's Christmas. Tis the season. To be something. Tis the season. <laughs> Tis the season. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. I sit around the table. Uh, there are five of us. Uh, six who, is not here. The six is not here. She's not having a baby. Nope. Yet. But by the time you hear this, she might be. True. Right. Who knows? Uh, but of the six of us, five of us, um, who likes Christmas? Does he want? I love Christmas. Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I have I have not liked Christmas for the last twenty years. I'm. I'm more in the Christmas spirit this year than I can ever remember me being, and I'm not sure why. Yeah. Maybe your heart group. I know. Time. I know exactly why. <laughs> why is that? Because you're not in full time ministry. Oh, that's <laughs> probably <laughs> it. Okay. That makes you're sense now. <laughs> Nailed I'm it. kidding. Yeah. That's a joke. No, my wife <laughs> usually causes me Scrooge, and my kids call me the Grinch. And but yeah, I get all that too. So, but you got yeah. it this year. I got it this year. Yeah, I um. Well, it's probably because. Sorry, David. No, no, you're good. Off, but it's probably because of the wonderful uh, uh, Cynthia downtown. Everything has just gone this wonderfully this weekend. I mean, weekend it's really been yeah, Nobody's complained a bit. <laughs> <laughs> they what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say I I love Christmas and Christmas Eve. Um, the weeks leading up to that, I'm not real crazy about, but like. Christmas Eve, Christmas itself, love it. But, you know, I'm not one of the... I used to be, um, but not one of those people that... I feel like of the personalities sitting around the table, David, you are probably the most like Will Ferrell and the Elf. Okay. You I know can, what I mean? I, I, like, I accept like, that as a compliment. Like when Christmas comes, like, oh, yeah. I bet that's you. Yeah. Like, hey, guys. Oh, seriously. Yeah, that's about, that's about right. Uh, we have a, a standing joke between my sister and I, because um, she's the same way. And uh, so we have a hard time sleeping on Christmas Eve because Christmas is coming. And Santa's coming. And Santa's coming, right? And uh, so it's hard to it's hard to stay uh, asleep when you know that that's on its way. And uh, so at about three o'clock in the morning, I'll text her or she'll text me like, "I'm awake first, you know. So we have that kind of running joke. Who who? How late were you able to stay asleep? Because we we have a hard time doing that. Fantastic. Yeah, that's good. I congratulate you. I really do, and I mean that. I, I wish that I had that still, you know, but time changes things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't it, James? Don't yeah. you think time think changes things a yeah. little bit? Perspective? <laughs> it does. I used to be kind of wide-eyed a little bit yeah. at some point in my youth, but, you know, now it's, I don't know. And then your, and then your your soul took on the shape of my truck, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it rusty. rusty. And it's rusty and well, well, but Sammy, dep- you, but dependable. You did the uh, grief share holiday, dealing with the holidays. Right. That helped me more than good than. Uh, I mean, I never knew that I was carrying. It's me I'm also. carrying baggage from. Yeah, and I think that's what you do. Life, is I so. think you. I think you transfer that over, right? And it can be a carryover for you a lot of times if you've had a bad experience, you know, or bad 
thought process, maybe going with family and holidays and things like that. And I think perspective, I think, you know, what really helps me, James, to be honest with you, and I'm not trying to sound preachy, but it's just keeping focused on what we're really trying to do here. Because whenever I get caught up in the, um, uh, the present thing and, the commercialism of the holiday and it just that drives me nuts yeah it, it just really does and i can't you know there was a time when that was uh a part of it for me and it's just not anymore and maybe maybe i just uh have have a hard time figuring out where i fit in in all of it a little bit socially not on a personal level but socially because i can't really get into that anymore mm-hmm. i don't know what that is exactly but Matt, what say you? I'm I'm one of those people who really wants to like Christmas. Like, I don't know. I, but I just struggle with it. Uh, there's just been a lot in my life that's happened around the holidays that is a huge reminder of mm-hmm. of rough times. And and so like it's like everything you see and everybody you're around, it just reminds you of it. And you know, we all kind of get through it as best we can, but it's always like there's always like this underlying thing, elephant in the room that everybody's sure. thinking about, and that's always just difficult. But I really want to like Christmas, and I really want you know, people call me a Grinch and all that stuff too. But it's you know, it's deeper than that. It's it's not that I don't want to be joyful and happy around Christmas, but it's really yeah yeah you know, there's always that elephant in the room that you know we haven't gotten through you know my favorite thing is church services though i mean i do enjoy the 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 spiritual side of it is is encouraging to me yeah Mm -hmm. i'm really excited about christmas eve service yeah i am too i I really love that that's the highlight for me christmas eve service 5 30 at leesburg uh tell your friends tell your wife and i got a little sneak peek into the songs that terry power is gonna play with his band because now I'm playing guitar with them. Good. We we uh we spent the afternoon yesterday playing playing together and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be good. You guys definitely need to come and cool. Uh, it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. And then Paula and James are gonna give a little brief uh, synopsis of their view of Christmas on Christmas Eve. <laughs> that could be very interesting. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said Paula loves it, right? She's, she's yeah, she's a she's a happy. Yeah. Except I've surpassed her this year, so she That's didn't know good. what to do. <laughs> she, 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 she's usually me machine. being so grinchy that uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do that to Amanda next year. <laughs> like come November, I'm gonna be like, "Are you ready to put a three? Let's go do this." Let's put a three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see oh, it I throws really them off. I mean, yeah. it really throws them off. They, yeah. they, That'll be fun. Are you cheating on me? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so happy? You're not allowed to be there. What's wrong with you? <laughs> There's a disturbance <laughs> in the force. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's good. I'll tell you what I do enjoy doing also, on a side note. I will have to admit this. I like, I'm a people watcher, so I do like, it's interesting to me to watch the interaction of people uh, around Christmas time deal with it. Like the family dynamic I see out in public. It, you know, I always kind of, I kind of have an eye I'm watching because I can tell people are really scrambling. You know, they're desperate. It's kind of stressful. And it, watching their responses with their children, you know, get over here. It's Christmas. You know, that kind of, <laughs> you know, that kind of, you Don't know. Don't make me beat you on Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you can tell that there's just this level of intensity that's different yeah. in the lives of people, I think, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. around this time of the year. 
good times. And everybody hands out candy, which takes your kids and jacks them up. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen somebody respond to sugar like like your daughter does. I'll tell you what, Friday night at, (laughs) you know, Cynthia and I had the downtown, what what was I called, the Spectacular? Yeah, Holiday Spectacular. And uh, uh, Friday night we had the Pet and Zoo and the Live Nativity. And Nora, my five-year-old, must have eaten 10 tons of marshmallows and candy. <laughs> Speaking and so she, of elf. Yeah. <laughs> did she yeah. look like Tigger bouncing around she on her tail? Seriously. wild. <laughs> I mean, I, I, at one point, she's doing her bouncing, jumping thing. I look over at David, and David's jaws just dropped. Like, <laughs> how is that possible? Look at that child <laughs> roll like that. Um, it was amazing. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of wild, uh, Sammy, Christmas chaos. We're Christmas in the midst chaos. of Christmas chaos. Yeah. And we're looking at the Christmas story kind of in a new light. Yeah, I've been really hesitant. I was really hesitant months ago when I thought about this. And um, uh, I didn't know how it would be received because, you know, you hate to, to have the idea of busting everybody's bubble about Christmas. You ruined Christmas. You ruined Christmas. But... There's a reality aspect to it um, maybe that we need to have, a dose of that, you know, about really what happened and kind of de-romanticize the whole event that we've been maybe guilty of doing a little bit too much. You know, part of it is linguistics, how we talk about Christmas. We talk about the Christmas story. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, But in reality, we're not talking about a story. We're talking about, about a historical an narrative. Yes, right? that's right. Well, the, the, the writers weren't writing a Christmas story. Right. They were writing a History. detailed account <laughs> yeah, on right. the birth of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but over the years, we've ad- adopted this, this language for the Christmas story, and that has put, you know, rainbows and butterflies in our head, and we've mm-hmm. romanticized it, and mm-hmm. we've... Uh, yeah, we've we've kind of seen it, and so and so now you're challenging us uh, to to see uh, to look beyond the quote story and look at the historical events of you've got a 14 year old girl has an angel appear to her says hey you're pregnant and it's God's you've got to deal with that as a 14 year old on top of that you're engaged and you've got to deal with your fiance. And then this weekend, it was cool. You went into the, fi- you know, of course, it's, it's, it's uh, 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 extra biblical, but, but it's, you know, you're looking at family dynamics with the in-laws. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And maybe outlaws. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a neat thing to consider. I mean, you, we all know what kind of issues we have with our own families, sure. just over minor stuff. Yeah. yeah. This is major. Yeah. And they're, you know, you got to keep in mind that, you know, these were, people who were following strict jewish tradition and as far as their religious beliefs and so this was a hard (laughs) pill to swallow literally i mean for everybody i mean try to think try to think about you know you've had to break hard news to family members before um or at least new new events like you know for instance you talked about nora there came a point where you had to announce to your family hey we're going to have a baby yeah and that was big news and you know that changes the whole dynamic of the family just that information even under the best of circumstances can you imagine if you tried to explain that well it happened but it didn't happen like that right (laughs) right right (laughs) The Holy Spirit. Oh, whoa, 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 uh-huh. wait a minute. You know, sure. come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what parents 
are going to accept that yeah. that line. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or even what culture? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's kind of they 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 have a hospital in Lexington for people like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it had never happened before. I mean, there was yeah, no record the of it no... ever happening before. So it's like, okay, yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. We have a reference here. There's no reference. You right. know, you couldn't go back and say, "Oh well, you know." <laughs> no, yeah. it's just yeah. It's really yeah. A, when you really think about it in a realistic terms, it's a bizarre story. Sure, absolutely. it's a absolutely, absolutely bizarre story. Absolutely. But how else would our Savior come into the world? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, that's the thing. And uh, but. Um, you know, and then you had the whole Jewish expectation too. This is always this, I'm kind of going there over the next, but couple of weeks. But what the, you had the whole Jewish expectation of what they had uh, in their minds prophetically what the Messiah was going to be. Yeah. You know, it was going to he was going to be someone who's going to deliver them from the oppression of the Roman rule, of course. Mm-hmm. And kings aren't born in a cave in Bethlehem. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, that Next to camel people yeah. are hard sometimes on the Pharisees and the Jewish culture for the rejection. I get it. Mm, sure. I, I, you know, I would have had a hard, very difficult time wrapping my head around that. How is this mesh with everything that I've learned about what our coming Messiah is going to be? Yeah. It, yeah. it didn't add up, yeah. you know, in their logical minds. But that's the thing is that our logical minds, yeah. you know, God's ways are not our ways. That's why I kept saying that this weekend, you know, he does things differently than we, and that, and we have to be alert to that. And that's why it takes the element of faith yeah. Yeah. because you got to trust that God's doing what God does best, you know? Sure. Yeah. So, and that's kind of hard, I yeah. think for sometimes in our own lives. And that's the whole relevance of the Christmas story for us. I think, you know, I, I, I've been really blessed and considering the suffering that Jesus and and Mary and Joseph and family even experienced in that first Christmas and considering that and, and as we've talked about this morning um, how sometimes we suffer through the holidays you know maybe we're carrying grief that we didn't know we were carrying and so mm-hmm. and so we're suffering through that we're suffering through the, you know whatever elephants that are in the room with our family and, and friends we suffer uh, sometimes through the holiday season uh, and seeing that parallel where you know, often we buy into this lie that the culture sells that Jesus is going to make everything happy, right? Right. You follow Jesus, and and you're going to be happy, and Jesus wants you to be happy, and all the doors all will stuff. open. Right, 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 yeah. Um, but in reality, uh, the life of Jesus uh, is a lot more like our lives than we would like to admit. Jesus suffered, and his parents suffered. Right. Here's part of the kicker for that that I don't think we even consider. <clears throat> when we're born into this world, we're born with only the knowledge of our world existence that's broken. Okay, so what I'm saying is, is that we're born into a broken world. That's the only world we know. Jesus left heaven. You understand what I'm saying? So he he left an existence that he had been with the Father from the beginning to come here, I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so when you talk about suffering, just the fact that he said, yes, I'll go 
knowing beforehand yeah. that what I'm the, going to what endure. he's leaving to yeah, yeah. come here. Yeah. We don't have that experience. Yeah. So our suffering's kind of like, eh, you know, we go through hard times, but we kind of that's the only existence we know. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, would, he knew a a perfect existence and, and then left to it out of the side. And came I yeah. mean, I just that thought in itself blows my mind. Yeah. It just blows my mind. Nobody goes through suffering voluntarily. If we can avoid it, we will. Sure. Yeah. And, and what kind of blows us away is that he chose. He he knew what the suffering was, and he said, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's an interesting concept there to consider, uh, which we don't really have a great grasp on. We don't have a solid answer on. But we know that uh, uh, Jesus left heaven and unity with God to be born as a child. Uh, now, I've got a pretty strong opinion on this, um, and you, you all might have different thoughts on it, but um, I, I believe, and this is kind of high theology, but I, I believe that when Jesus uh, decided to put on flesh, he temporarily veiled his, his divinity to live his humanity in full, uh, in, just like we would, right? To 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 use Hebrews language, so he he left that aside and temporarily temporarily veiled that. And so as he's growing up, then the suffering that he endures is he's not comparing that necessarily to heaven, but Jesus with God before he put on flesh knew that that would happen because of his omnipresence, you know, all, all know all, all knowledge, all, all that stuff. He knew that would happen. You know what I mean? I just think that's such a fascinating thought. Knowing the gravity of the suffering that Jesus, that he would endure, he still chose to be made like us. And then when he's going through his suffering, he doesn't have extra godlike qualities that shield him in his emotions and his thoughts and behavior. He doesn't have that extra barrier or shield like his God powers to protect him. When he suffered, he suffered just like us. Does that make sense? Right. I think that's such an important thing to consider that uh, Jesus doesn't have a leg up on us so because that, he's that, God. That offers a, a pretty important question for everybody yeah. that might be listening to this, and even us. <clears throat> if 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 that's true, and it is, okay, right. then why is it that we that there's a there is an idea that if I give my life over to to God, it's going to be nothing but good why, why is it that we that there's so many people that bail on god because of that perception doesn't get fulfilled why do we have that is that a is it just a is it just wishful thinking well i think so i think it's making god in our image when we don't use god's revealed word as our source of understanding who god is we make god in our own image right that's why we have many people that say today well i'm a christian well of course i'm a christian yeah, well, tell me about your faith. I don't really know what to say about my faith. I mean, I believe the Bible. Do you believe all the Bible? I don't know what it all says. You know what I mean? And so because they don't know the revealed word, we make God in our image. And if I were God, I'm going to default to my optimistic side. If I were God, I would want things to go well for you. You know what I mean? I'm not sure that I can fully say that I understand the why we do that, but that was the biggest piece of encouragement that I took from the message this weekend 
was, you know, the idea that we, we tend to play the results um, in life, where if we're in the middle of something and things are going well, we say, hey, we must have made the right decision. We must have, we are following God's path. Whereas if things are tough, we're like, well, maybe I misunderstood. But, you know, to see that Mary and Joseph, um, if they were to play the results and all the things that they went to in preparation for Jesus come, but when clearly, you know, they had literally an angel come and tell them, hey, this is God's plan. Um, But I I think I, it's easy for me to sit back and and say, well, no, I I know that God is with us in the suffering and, uh, you know, our present troubles aren't indication that we're, you know, not following his path. But then sometimes I find myself in the middle of chaos, not just at Christmas time, but, but all the time. And I'm like, well, maybe did I, am I doing the wrong, you know, yeah. am I going the wrong yeah. path? Do I need to, you know? So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not sure I can fully understand why we tend to do that, but that was kind of encouraging to me. As yeah. Well. I, 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 maybe we just have kind of mathematical minds when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> you know, two plus two equals four kind of thing. And we just kind of play that out in, you know, if I do the right thing, then right things will happen always. Well, I've often made the right decisions. You know, I made a lot of bad ones too, but I mean, I've made, I've made good decisions where it didn't necessarily always pan out good. As a matter of fact, it brought more duress on my life making the right decision. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the most amazing part of the, of the, of, the part of thinking about Jesus, though, to me, is that how patient did he have to be to do this? What do Knowing what you, everything that you just said, his divinity, leaving heaven, coming to earth, uh, having the relationship and unity with the Father, and then leaving that and then coming and putting up with mankind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The. I can't even, you know, and then I get upset because somebody cuts you, cuts off, in you traffic, off in traffic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what? I mean, <laughs> how? what is that perspective? I right. mean, you know, and I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older and I think about that more. But, you know, now when people do that to me, I, I kind of laugh a little bit because I'm thinking, you know, I, I my temptation is, is to get so bent out of shape so quick over stuff that does not matter. And if there was a message I would like to get out there for Christmas, maybe, maybe that's how we could improve the spirit and the perspective of it is just having that alone. Just realizing that, wow, I mean, when you think about the incredible patience that Christ had to be able to do what he did and come to earth in the way that he did and living the life they did with answering the goofy, stupid questions that he was confronted with every single day and not losing his patience, yeah. I just... That's I, I I I admire that so much in my Savior that it just overwhelms me because I it's hard for me to relate to. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very difficult. And then to consider the the prolonged suffering that he endured, that, you know, like like y'all were talking about, we we often think, well, if I'm in, if I'm facing suffering, I must have done something wrong. But as we pointed out, that's that that didn't work out with Mary and Joseph. That isn't how it worked out for Jesus himself. In fact, throughout his entire life, it was suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, he, uh, Psalm 69, I think, or 65 maybe, talks about how Jesus, the Messiah, would be the 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 song for the drunkard sitting in the temple gates. You know, I mean, the, the picture, you know, of uh, these drunkards, you know, 
Yeah, Mary's. Well, I don't know that I can't make up a song like that. <laughs> but you know, making up a song mocking Jesus and Mary and his childhood and his birth and his, you know, his experience and and hearing that. And you know, we we see the story, or the accounts of when he goes in the temple and flips the tables, and and the and the you know, without a doubt, he was ridiculed for that. He was made fun of for that. He was he was kind of dismissed as a radical, a, a zealot, um, you know, throughout his entire life. We think about the suffering of Jesus, and we often think about his last, you know, 72 hours. But but really, it's his entire life. We see continuing suffering throughout his entire life. And again, that points to his patience, how patient he is uh, uh, to go through that life and how grace, graceful it is that he would go through all of that suffering. It, but to, for what purpose? What's the purpose of Jesus' suffering and what's the purpose of our suffering? Because our, our suffering today can have a purpose. Sometimes the purpose, of, the, the, the purpose is because of our sinfulness, right? We suffer because we chose poorly. But sometimes we suffer because we didn't do choose poorly. There's a biblical answer that we're told. The purpose of godly suffering. I, I hate to put you on the spot. Hebrews chapter 2, I think. It says, Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. When we go through sufferings in our life, when we go through sufferings uh, at any point of the year, but, but even here at Christmas time, when we consider the suffering of Jesus, we can learn obedience through what we suffer. And I think that's just such a, a, a cool thing to consider. When you look back on suffering that you go through in your life, whether it's a health issue or divorce issue or, or whatever it is, when you're in it, it it's unbearable. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I, you know, I don't see. But when you're through it and looking back on it, you see how much you grew through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, Matthew and Luke is the ones that wrote down the Christmas story. Yeah. Where'd they hear it from? Had to have heard it from Mary. She's the only one in the story that would have been around when they sure. wrote the yeah. Gospels. Yeah, so can right. you imagine being in the room and Mary yeah. telling the story? Well, I was pregnant. I was in labor. We couldn't find a place to stay. We had to stay in this stinky. We had to push yeah. the cows out huh. so they could make a bed of hay. And this, looking back on it, yeah. those are things that she treasured in her heart. Yeah. And then the but other in aspect the moment of, it, of it, you know, you have to wonder what conversations Mary and Jesus had had because Joseph evidently is is either died or he's out of the picture after he's twelve, but. The, I wonder, I've often wondered about the conversations that Mary and Jesus had because here's why. You have a five-year-old daughter and you have a wife that is very protective of your daughter and should be. If someone says something just to hurt her feelings, mama claws are going to come out, right? Oh, yeah. And rightfully, rightfully sure. so. Why, how would Mary be able to handle the ridicule, and and then when his life is on the line, you know she wanted to say, "I want to die for him." Sure. Oh yeah. So they had to have conversation, or she could have never just stood and watched that. She would have been killed in the process by the Roman officials as well, because she would have said, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to fight to the death on this." Yeah. You know.